was like, okay, I'm, if it was smaller, I wouldn't say it. But I was like, I have to show Ash, right? Because otherwise, I'll just keep the shame secret. Yeah, you got to get it out. You can't hold. So I take it out. Your secrets. I was like, Ash, you got to check this out. And she was like, What? Why do you have one of my tank tops? Like that's how bad it was. Oh my god! Was wearing a fucking old black tank top for underwear. Beautiful. Jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. Yeesh! Oh, there we go. Can you? See, I. I can't see you. I for some Hans. Uh, yes, share video. Sure, would love to. I had a good two minutes of me talking to my computer, as if it was the police showing up. Forty-five minutes too late for the demise of my family. I was like, "Oh, task manager bar, thanks." It got got there late. Is that what you're saying? It's a little behind. I'm just the saying. Curve. It was like, hey, why is everything so slow? My computer is basically a middle-aged waiter or bartender. <laughs> it can it can only do one thing at a time. I don't ask a lot of it, but if I ask it to do two things, it goes, whoa, 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 hey, hey, hey. What do you mean? There's a new menu this week. New menu? I didn't know. It's like, do you even know the old menu, bro? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Just can you just do what I ask? That's well, but oh, oh. <laughs> ah, Photoshop. You have Photoshop open and Facebook. Ah, uh, just what? What do you want me to do? What should I You're, do? I'm in the weeds here. <laughs> You're in your own head, you fucker. They, uh, you're the your computer is the waiter when you walk in, kind of to a hip place, and you're waiting yeah. at the uh, the uh, the what's the front the kiosk with the host or the hostess? Yeah, the host stand. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, oh, look at these. Let's get this young hot spot, and then you see who you're gonna get right in the back, leaning oh. on a counter. Him? He's probably got three kids, putting one oh, through college. <laughs> <laughs> You know that. Who also works there. He's your boss. And for me, as a guy who can't drink, doesn't drink, I just sit down and like, what are we gonna get? You need the wine list. And go. Oh, I'll just have a diet coke. <sighs> you know, I got three kids, right? <laughs> oh god. Will you tip as if you ordered a glass of wine, please? <laughs> oh. I'm charging for refills. Fucking refills. What a scam those refills. <laughs> For a nickel Diet Coke. Those, if anybody hasn't worked in the industry, welcome to Jerk Ooh. Practice Podcast. You're about to find out a little yeah. tidbit. Oh, yeah. Inside baseball. I'm, I'm Hans. <clears throat> I'm, I'm old soda bib case. <laughs> if you've never worked in a restaurant that has soda on tap and you've ever paid more than a than a Lincoln penny for a, for a glass of soda, you will be yeah. disappointed. You have got rooked. Your great grandfather, <laughs> who served this country proudly overseas, mm-hmm. you should pay what he paid, and yeah. it should be a a nice shiny Buffalo Jefferson nickel. Yeah. Oh, did you hear? The reason that is is because if you don't know, that soda fountain is just bubbled water from an old yeah. rusty canister, oh, yeah, hooked yeah. up to a box of syrup that is just probably been open leaking a little bit just the 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 connector that connects to the box of syrup has never sweating <laughs> never been cleaned ever no. 
Uh, and, it's so um, brown, it doesn't matter if it's mellow yellow, Mountain no. Dew, Coke, Diet Coke. You're like, no. they all had, they're all, they all eventually a little sussy corrode. brownie. Yeah, they all corrode and, and evaporate um, into a sludge. And then I guess the real thing is, and there's nothing, I drink fountain soda, I don't mind it at, at all. Sure. Uh, they don't clean Some those lines, just it. like a bar. Yeah, sure. <laughs> just like a bar they, that doesn't clean its beer lines. Uh, when you have moisture in a plastic tube over a set period of time with mm-hmm. hot, cold, hot, cold, it creates mm-hmm. bacteria. More bacteria that's in my, than it's in my throat right now. And uh, <laughs> it needs to be cleaned and rinsed and run through, sure. and that doesn't happen. But ultimately, I'm getting to the point of when you see these five-gallon boxes of coca-cola products gallon bag of sprite or whatever it's just the syrup you realize like holy shit they get ten thousand so glasses of soda off of this bag of syrup and those aren't i mean i've done inventory i feel like one of those boxes probably 30 bucks something like that maybe 50 bucks it's oh yeah yeah and they last like five forever they last so so long, it becomes such a fucking chore if you have to change it. And you only have to change it once a year, and you're like, nah. You taste it. You know it still has the color from the old residue, oh, yeah. oh, but yeah. no taste whatsoever. You're like, what do you say? I think your Diet Coke is low. No, that's brown. That's Coke brown. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. You, you need a little up. extra fizz? You need me to put a little uh, Splenda in there? No, those things last so long, the name of the brand changes. Yes. From, you're like, wait, what? <laughs> this says Seagram's Tonic, but now it's what? Right. Yes. What? I don't know. Fuck it. Oh, yeah. What's the it's... one that lasts the longest? There's always one that you like never have to change. I it's guess it's likely Sprite. Tonic. Generally, generally, it's Sprite. Well, yeah, because gin and tonic, you don't use a lot of it. You get a it, <laughs> Yeah, it's a just that squirter. tonic, right? Go through those cokes, like unless like you're dealing business. with a uh, little rousty. That was my old go-to as back in the Roadhouser days. Ain't got enough alcohol in this drink. No, oh, yeah. every single time, give her some tonic. Mm, oh that's yeah, it. oh absolutely. he's my dude. Absolutely, and I was like, just because it tastes like medicine. Yeah, yeah. I never. So that's a secret for anybody. You got a house party. Someone's. I because I've worked enough weddings where it's like. Um, my uncle is here. Uh, he's not allowed to drink. So, of course, <laughs> the uncle is ordering 10 Windsors at a time. And they're like, what am I supposed to do? And he's like, come on. I, Windsor. And it was like, the, but the bride told me Uncle Cliff cannot drink. Oh, yeah. So you got to give him a Coke. And then he's like. I don't taste any booze in this. And then you I'm put some tonic mixer. on the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> put some tonic on the top. And no. Cliff is like, all right, you're oh, my guy. It's like, I'm sorry. I've never gotten to that. Yeah, right. That is a sorry situation. Oh, man. I've never I've never been there unless somebody's been overcautious. And in that case, like, that would be hilarious if you and I were going up to the bar and be like, no, no, Hansi, I got it. I got oh, it. Uh, barkeep, you can't drink. Just keep it. Kick a memo- mental note. Yeah, just keep Do tabs. a little sketch I'll... of him? You want to take a photo with your picture? <laughs> right. <laughs> just like, what are you doing? Um, oh, that's brutal. But then um, if you're at a bar, I mean, I guess you can be at a, like a shitty bar, but then you need to go to another bar. But yeah, very rarely do bartenders want to skimp you. They're not the bar no. owners. 
So you're being the I'll jackass you if you're like, free. can I get a little Jack in my Jack and Coke, please? Oh, that's uh, You're never going to get, at least for me, you're never going to get more Jack. You're going to get more no. Coke. And you're then the next one you're going to get is no I'm Jack. I'm stick my buck knife in exactly. that bib. You're getting pure Coke. <laughs> it's just molasses sauce. <laughs> just syrup. Can I get more syrup in my Diet Coke, please? <laughs> uh, or when you just do it, like I've done that, and I was like, I'm not serving this person anymore yeah. uh-huh. not enough I'm gonna get a little jameson in this <laughs> cool uh two bar straws into a shot of jameson stick straw in drink oh first taste is just booze and then you still got a glass of coke so holy fuck you. shit that's brilliant wow never thought of that that's a good one i remember i had to uh you worked these two i believe at a bar we worked at we hosted the holiday party for the 519 Manhattan Elevators Workers <laughs> Union. <laughs> and these guys, you would have thought Ooh. they only drank once Hello. a year because they were ready to fucking go. That leg, as they say, is hollow and they yeah. fill it up. And fine, right? Of course, yeah, you got open bar. These guys work their tails off. Um, and then there's only generally like there's a bunch of guys that drink like crazy. And 99% of them are fine. There's only like one or two guys that you're like, your boss is watching you now, dude. You're allowed to get crazy, but now your boss... There was one guy, because our our owner, who claimed to be friends with this guy, but he's actually just fucking bending him over at the end of the... Just just add add more on the end. Add more on the end. That's how good of a friend he is. He lets you fuck him in the ass. Yeah. So I found out later that this guy I'm about to talk about got fired... From his Christmas party due to his behavior. And I was like, <laughs> this poor fucking guy. I'm actually, Can there be a better way to get fired? I don't know. I've, I've known behavior. a couple people, yeah. It's got to be at the Christmas party, right? Yeah, but- Or at the 4th of July barbecue and you just like- I feel like- Take that softball game too far. Short of even like getting into a bar fight. You know, yeah. short of like attacking somebody, then you're out. But if you just get into a rousty bar, this is back in the day, you know? Yeah. Or if you are single and ready to mingle and you hook up um, consensually at a, mm-hmm. you know, it's the Christmas sure. party. We're talking 60s, 70s. We can all picture it. Having those Most martinis people... in the office. But now you fucking say the wrong thing and you got to go to HR. Like, why even go to the Christmas party? I know. Why exactly. even fucking go? It's just it... a landmine. If you're going to go in going like, well, putting a condom in a wallet just in case, it's like, no, just go have a, a drink or two, vent a little bit about your middle manager, and then go home. Or go to another bar and meet a, a stranger. Right, right. I don't know. I'm in, I'm in, uh, I, guess, I guess I'm in movie Christmas party mode. I feel, you want, I'm you in Booger it? Presley mode. I fill my, I fill my boots Presley. with condoms. I know. <laughs> Everybody wants the Scrooge Christmas party. Like, I want Santa the Claus, photocopy no of, yes, of her yes. butt and vagina. Of course. Like, Thanks, Sandy. Yeah. This is great. So, but that doesn't happen anymore. And this was the elevators union, so it wasn't even fun. These was just hard drinking men living hard drinking lives. But this guy, you know, had 900 drinks. Was going crazy. He was stealing moon pies. Now, for those of you who know what bar I'm talking about, he was stealing food from the bar, spilling food, and I could see like the union men, like the bosses, looking at him, and like our boss would go over me, like he's getting a little crazy. And I was like, this guy's gonna get fucking fired. He's got a family, but he's also being an asshole. So eventually, it was just like 
I'm only, I can only serve this guy Cokes. I, and I think I mm-hmm. still did put like, I didn't do the straw trick, just which I should have done. The rinse. Just, just a, a rinse. Yeah. Just put a little but jack on is, top so you yeah. smell it and you're like, oh yeah, that's my stuff. He got so fucked up so early in like a two and a half hour open bar <laughs> fucked up that Cokes. he sobered up in the amount of 10 Cokes, just plain Cokes <laughs> that he had by the last one. He was just like, <laughs> it's so scary. He just goes, I know what you've been doing. <laughs> and he was like, oh God. <laughs> like it just took him time to process like, wait, I'm not going the opposite. I'm not going the drunk way. I'm going the opposite. This right. is just caffeine. I'm sobering up. He's and now my bosses are lights, watching me. The yeah. lights are going off. Yeah. Meep, 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 and he's staring down death. And he's able to pull out of it. And he goes, I was able to pull out of it because I'm sober. Fuck that guy. Oh, God. And, uh, yeah, union guys aren't the... the f- ah, that's not fair. That's an overarching. This union fellow wasn't the most pleasant. I don't think he had a family. I think he had an older... F- I think he used to have a family. <laughs> 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 he had long since he had too many cokes at a few Christmases. Yeah, too many Christmas in-laws. cokes. Too many Christmas cokes. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I've had a fun Christmas party at the bar we're talking about. I mean, it's a Christmas party at a bar. Uh, I... At a few bars I've worked at, I've had fun Christmas parties. It's always like the bar environments I worked at when I was younger were already yeah. rousty. So there was sure. nothing so special it's about it except for we tried to put a shine on night. it and. The only shine was there was probably drugs we shouldn't have been doing or something. Like, we got to make it something no, else. And it's like, oh, that's You're a totally idea. right. It felt more like homework. Yes, like work. Then, because you're like, oh, I got to show up to work. Pour my own drink. My day off. Right, right. And both of the bosses are there. Uh, yeah. Oh, this is not. This yeah. is Christmas. It's I like had, going to your great grandma's on Christmas Day. You're like, all right, best behavior. I had one Christmas party at the Spanish restaurant I worked at, Andanada. Best, you know the guys, best guys ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just party, ready to, uh, but people from all over, and there was this, I was like, oh, this is my kind of Christmas party, and this is the one you don't get. A uh, guy I worked with, Jose. <clears throat> really flamboyant dude. Mm-hmm. Um, high cheekbones, just very clearly could dress up like a beautiful woman. Yeah. And probably did. And told me some. Some infamous, Hello. infamous times where he extended the hotel room on somebody else's credit card after they left. I was like, are you still living in that hotel? He's like, until they stop me. <laughs> so he That's lived- the sexiest squatter I've ever seen. Look at those cheekbones. He lived hard. And I also, what's great is he was just so out there and the sweetest guy, and but also didn't take shit. You know that kind, the New York oh, yeah, fucking yeah. guy, love him to death, but if you fucking- Turn an angle. You touch, you are, you touch, you touch that, that third fire. Rate, whatever it oh, is, yeah. you go too far. You talk about, you run your mouth about whatever. It could be about fucking baseball. It could be about anything. It's right. like, I'm fucking serious now. You're like, but, oh, okay. well, usually, and I can't even think of a time. It's oh, but the good thing is, is you're on their side. So it's only when somebody yeah. does it to you, you become like the baby bird. Um, and they protect you. Anyways, but all of the, um, like uh, dishwashers and food runners, they were all um, uh, from Bangladesh. So very conservative, oh, yeah, older yeah. guys. Mm-hmm. Very sure. conservative, yeah, yeah. right? I know the type very worked timid. with many of those. Uh, well, timid's not the right word, but they're yeah. just very set in their ways. So uh, they're sitting there, not drinking at the Christmas party, and Jose comes up, just fucking G-string, feather, boa, oh. coming up from the office, like... Puts on a burlesque show, and this is the joy of a Christmas party. 
is these little guys circled around her, circled around him, and fucking put on like a Bollywood show. It was amazing, like because it's a Christmas amazing. party. <laughs> yeah. It was it was the it was one of the better Christmas parties I've ever been to, and it was just it was See, that because we're allowed to go wild. All of the hallmarks of. Everybody from every part of the restaurant or, mm-hmm. or office or wherever you are, like everyone comes together and just has relax. Everyone feels comfortable yeah. and then something fun happens. Like it could even be as dumb as like we played pin the tail on the donkey and it got a little silly. Right. Right. But it just everyone felt so comfortable. No, it's true. I have had like because I was like the restaurant I worked at in Williamsburg. <laughs> Like, I was always, like, uh, like the bar manager or the manager, so it's, like, I know better. Like, I'm not going to be tie on the head, yeah, 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 bow yeah, and yeah, arrow, yeah. like... Lampshade. Fucking lampshade, man, because I was, like, I, you know, I still work here. Like, right. these people have to respect me, and also, like, I respect myself. this space. <laughs> myself, this space, I respect you. Yeah. So it was always, like, not that I'm ever going to go crazy and throw that old g-string on but (laughs) you're just like yeah i was like i'm still at work like i'm still working like i still need to make sure nothing gets broken nobody gets too drunk like we all work together i don't need fights because you know it's just i guess you know what 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 movie do you idealize a christmas party in i'm such a fucking tv movie kid like i i gotta go i mentioned scrooged yeah but then you know, I always go with the like the office. Yeah, sure. Or like I guess I always have a connection with the Thirty Rock Christmas episode, and because the first time I saw it, I was packing to go home from New York for crit. Like, so I have this like very. I wasn't even in an office. I was like, I wish I worked in an office, right? To enjoy a Christmas party. I'm a diehard uh, Christmas party guy. Yeah, I mean that one's That's, like, the and go-to. there's not much party, but you're just like sex in a room. This one and this guy, the guy, what's his name? Walter? Who's the schmoozy? The, the sleazy guy, the one that's like, uh, Bubby. Willis? Yeah. yeah. Is it Ellis? It, it, Ellis. Ellis. It's Ellis. Doing yes. a little two to cocaine, but everybody Come gets on, this Johnny. huge Nagatani Tower. Oh, man. He that, does. I've watched that. We watch that every single Christmas and then probably in the summer in July when it's Christmas in July. Right. Ellis actually is the unsung hero of that movie. Why do you think that? Because he oversells his connection to John, yeah, to protect his to protect Holly. No, he does not. Because he says he's I'm your best friend, Johnny. Like, hey, we're best friends. Like, he doesn't intimate. Like, he says John's at the party because of him. No, Ellis only looks out for one man, Ellis. Because he gets a coke with a little bit of Jack on top. Ellis is just wants to get okay, out of there. Baby. Wants to protect his own skin. And he thinks he's hot shot, million dollar deal man. <clears throat> the hot watch. Sh- show him the. W- oh, that is such a show good move watch. at the beginning. Show him the watch. Show- he buys her a Rolex. Yeah. Yeah. Show-, show him the watch. Just a little something. Just a little something from the office. He's got a little arc. He's got a mini arc. He redeems himself before he gets his Casey, face blown you're off. Spoiler you're alert. the you're the you're the comic writer. If you can do a fucking Garth Ennis style spin on why we should empathize with Ellis, Ennis does Ellis. El- Ennis does Ellis. Ooh. Casus does Ellis. Do a spin on Ellis. What's Ellis's life? What's Ellis? What's going on in Ellis's head? It's true. You have a few hours in that within that movie. Yeah, 
to tell an Ellis story. Yeah. That starts with him being a piece of shit and then ends with him heroically covering for John's wife, for but Holly. You, and it but from our perspective it always appeared that he was still he was in this selfish mode, but we don't know the motives that lead up. And then you can if you watch the movie, I can't think of it offhand, so I'm not in that I'm not as sharp, but like little things throughout Easter eggs throughout the rest of the movie that Kinda Ellis actually set treat. up. Ellis oh, is yeah. responsible totally for it. <laughs> retroactively make Ellis the actual the hero. hero. Oh my <laughs> God, that is amazing. He tapes the gun up. He has a plan. Ellis works for the CIA. He's a sleeper agent. That is so... You could even make a fucking... You could make a B-movie. Yeah. The B-story movie. And you could have... like. Here's how you make a fucking gazillion dollars if you're listening to 20th Century Studios. You play the movies back to back. Casey. So then the Ellis yeah, movie Ellis dips in and then, and then in. dips out and then you watch Die Hard and then you dip back into Ellis. Here's what we do, Casey. We do uh, a Tales from Jabba's Palace, oh. Nagasaki Tower. Oh, yeah. You follow. Nakatomi. You get Mr. Nakatomi. Na- Nakatomi, Ellis, uh, Carl Winslow. Oh, of course. The reporter. We, we oh, because he, he never gets enough due. He's in two, but. Oh, is he in two? I. Because they're on a plane. He's on a plane with Holly. Yeah. And there's like, they, they foe or like, because he ratted on. Here's the thing. The more I watch it, like, I get that guy's a sleaze because I love Ghostbusters and he's the fucking yeah. dickless oh, yeah. e- EPA guy. Mm-hmm. So he just looks like a bad guy. Yeah. That's him. He's a great character actor. Unfortunately, don't know his name off the top of my head. I should. But in two... He, because John oh, punches he, him out. I thought you were talking about Winslow. I'm sorry. Okay. No, yeah, no, yeah, no. Yeah, I was yes, talking yes, about uh, I got it, the I got shitty it. reporter. Yes. Because he goes to the house mm-hmm. and like spills That's, the beans that. on the yep. name of the of John McClane, I guess. But then they're on a plane together in two. You know, nobody likes you know whose side story I want to uh, <clears throat> see? Uh, bald Asian guy that eats the Mars bar. He's got so much character. I know. I know. For that little bit, like, every time I see it, I was like, I love it. I don't know if it was his choice or McTiernan's choice. It's just such a good humanizing moment. Like, all of those terrorists get a moment where you're like, oh, they're not just, like, heartless killing machines. They're, like, normal guys. Sure. Like, he he steals a a couple Zagnut bars while he waits to kill the police. What kind of nefarious stuff is Argyle actually getting onto on the phone what kind of deals is he making oh that's how you end it hans you get to see argyle after sure because that's the question where's argyle where's not two he's not in two he's not in three oh yeah he's not in four he would have been perfect for four i don't know why why wouldn't you include him everybody loved him i loved him maybe he was a skunk yeah on the set probably yeah usually if if people are down to clown with you you they remember you when they're doing number two. Or know? he just, you know, Willis could have said he, oh, this isn't yeah. an Argyle vehicle, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Argyle got too much heat. It's like uh, Chevy <sighs> Chase. Uh, um... And that's the sequel to our Ellis movie is the Argyle movie. Oh, fuck Because yeah. he's a badass doing stuff. Sure. He punches that guy at the end. He realizes his own power. He, do- he doesn't want to just end his life Sitting being a limo, a limo driver. Service? He's a fucking hero. He punched the other the one other black guy in the movie. No, that's not true. The <laughs> only other black villain. There's a bunch of black people in the movie. There's three. <laughs> um. <laughs> Which is more than two, and uh, two more than one. 
Well, that wasn't fair. But you know the guy. He punches, he punches Walker, Texas oh. Rangers partner, who sadly, um, Timmy informed me, passed away, which I was, I was just oddly recently, very, yeah. um, well, not, I don't know why that would be odd, but I was disappointed to hear that. He's been in a lot of stuff. Oh, we got a nerd. Then speaking of, now it's a fucking threefer for nerds. Today, Cormac McCarthy died. Oh, yeah. And John Ramada Sr. Oh, really? Comic book. Yeah. And Silvio Berlusconi for you politic nerds out there. Oh, yeah, right. Silvio's gone. Oh, oh John really? Cleese caught some shit for it. Why? Because he was like, oh, good. One down, five more to go. And everyone's like, for shame, John Cleese. And I was like, who's going to bed for Silvio Berlusconi? Yeah. He is, yeah, he's not a good dude. Uh, and also, what is like, he? John who are the other what five? What is he talking Don't about? Is, I have like, no idea. Germany? I clicked. Is he on talking the about the Axis powers? Twitter thread. People were posting memes of Trump as all three Stooges, but I was like, if you want him to go, he can only go one time. So you can't fill the five with Trump three times. Look, I love John Cleese. That goes without saying. He's hilarious, but. I could give a fuck what he says. He comments on a lot I of shit. Either. And I, you know what? I don't have to, and I don't. This will be, I'm, I'm not going to go online and see what he said. I get what he's saying, but he's he's definitely become a cranky old fuck in his day. That's Especially about, are. like, new up-and-coming comedy and stuff. He's a fucking cranky old man, which is John fine. Please. He's earned the writer if that's how he wants to be. Maybe he always was a crank. He was kind of always the conservative one from... The old stories sure. I've heard, yeah. and that is fine. But uh, yeah, he was the funniest, fuck? like in the business first. But he was also, like you say, he's like a late bloomer. Like, yeah, he didn't like. I remember reading the biography, and I was like, oh shit! Like he was like twenty three when he had his like first girlfriend. <laughs> like, mm. on, like he just was I a fucking worker. Yeah, he worked. He went to school. He's smart. He worked. He realized he could do comedy. He got in early on the 1943 show with Marty Feldman, which sadly those yeah. tapes don't exist anymore. So he just came out the gate working, and him and Graham Chapman got together and just did. And we know this. And that show comedy. wouldn't happen without him. It sure wouldn't happen if it was just Graham Chapman, right? No, he, it's just he, Graham Chapman lived the spoils of Cleese's. Not that Graham Chapman didn't work hard, but. You need to have a worker bee that went home to his hotel room and went over the edits. Sure, While Graham Chapman, who we all idolize because he went out and fucking Lived blew life. Freddie Mercury. Yeah. But yes, you do. He's like the Paul McCartney of the Monty Python. Like, someone's got to go home and do their homework. Right. And get an outline for tomorrow. What are we doing tomorrow, guys? Mm-hmm. Which is... You guys, what'd you yeah. bring? You know, just... Which is not to say that, that it was work for him. He, he loved it, you know, as far of course. as... You know, it's just... Different strokes for different st- folks. Speaking of conservative comics, oh, no. old comics is is a something I wasn't even gonna, had forgotten about. But I watched a great documentary available to everybody. It mean Nerd Central, but it's called Cavett on Groucho. Okay, Ooh. and it's the relationship that Dick Cavett created with Groucho Marx. And you learn about Dick Cavett, Shit. which I didn't know a lot about. Amazing. He started as a writer for um, um Jack Parr. Okay. And they showed old Cabot, old, and he's a Yale guy, but his gimmick, which Groucho, like, helped him cement, was, I'm the country bumpkin that went to Yale, so I'm the fish out of water at Yale. So, we all know Dick Cabot's, like, fucking smart as a whip, but his character was the dope, and Groucho helped um, him uh, cultivate that, and then I didn't know how often Groucho was on his show, but from all intents and purposes... 
we know Groucho as the crank, right? Yeah. But oh, yeah, this yeah. just puts a new light on him as like just the hard nose, well. giving comedy lover. But also like it was fun to see an old vaudeville guy hold on to all of the elements of vaudeville deep into the 70s on Dick Cavett. So he would go on to Dick Cavett and he wasn't doing material. He would go on and sing old songs, like straight up old songs. And then he'd have his bits. He'd break like when the sure. band, the backup yeah. band would like back him up singing. He'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, it's terrible. And then he'd go back and <laughs> yeah, but he's yeah, just yeah. singing old like Irish laments. And I'm like, this is really fun. You do not get this anymore. Like you do just he... do not get a wide swath of un it's just unpredictable doesn't all work even in the clips it doesn't all work so imagine how much of it didn't work but it was really really fun watching that and fun watching that relationship and cabot is the one who is the talking Mm -hmm. head throughout the whole piece because he's still around looks a little ghoulish he's 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 up there but um just a really cool insight on the comedy world at that time and you find out kind of a little bit from a different perspective you kind of hear about how harpo was just fucking everybody mm-hmm. loved him and Chico, and sure, that's yeah. true. Algonquin Club, the and then actual you hear like, yes, like clown. You, He's the, and you hear about Groucho not being in the Algonquin Club, and the narrative is mm-hmm. always well because they didn't want him there because he was the fucking Grouch. Well, there's also the argument that is made on this side. My light just went out. That Cabot makes, and it's not even an argument. He just says he's like Groucho just couldn't handle being around that environment because he was on all the time when he had to be on in front of camera and he felt he spent specifically algonquin club he's like i don't want to go into a scripted party to enjoy myself sure so he just felt like everybody was on you know right he wants to be like we know this like having been able to rub elbows with comedians that are now like fucking monster comedians in general that can't turn it off yeah like most of them that are have made it that are amazing, they don't want the fucking roast joke off. Oh god, they yeah, just yeah, want to yeah. talk. They want to talk about movies. They want to talk about beer, books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they just want to have a normal human conversation that tends to go towards humor because that's how we all look at life. It's the funnest but part. Sometimes it, it, it goes weird, serious because that's also how we look at life. I love the conversations because it isn't. I mean, obviously, we know it's with a lot of people, it's hard to turn off, especially and it's fair with the dynamic mm-hmm. with like a successful comic. And you're like, I want to fucking I wanna give him a zinger, which is a, a bad thing to do. Maybe, maybe not. But um, well, the, what's fun is like if you end up veering into humor and comedy, you end up getting to break down jokes and actually yeah. break down the art, which is that's that's different. The than craft. Just trying to I love that. Like, I love jokes. that dirty mechanic of being able to talk to somebody about like fuck that worked that was cool but being able for them for me not to be like i never offer never tell anybody how to fix their joke unless we're talking about it very rarely would i ever be but just i love the writer's room aspect of like talking to someone about a bit and being able to help and then also receiving information too like oh shit i just i couldn't get out of my own head that is fucking brilliant that's how it works w- would have never found it because yeah like it's easy for harpo because you are the silent marceau marceau clown right like of course he wants to be there because his shtick is shutting the fuck up and like 
putting plates of food down his pants and stealing silverware. And like, you get to act like a lunatic and then just go home and, like, hug your kids. And that's why that's the, that's the why it's probably so interesting that a Gonkin Club backwards. is because then he just has a normal conversation. Everybody's like, this guy's fucking amazing. I thought He's he was weird. I thought he was silly. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> Whereas like Groucho is just uh, whip smart, so it's like ah, roast me, dude, or you want to like outsmart the smart guy. Yeah. Like you got to imagine it's like that for like a John Stewart or like anyone who is who is perceived as that from that like sort of catbird seat of analyzing things, but really funny. But you're like you got it, and it's just like you don't want to be on all the time. Like I don't want to talk about. Fucking Ike Eisenhower. Right, right. I do. Yeah, me too. You but, do. Sure. But Grouch is like, I want to talk about a fucking comic book or something. Yeah. You know, whatever. Guilty pleasure. Maybe he likes sweets. Oh, for anybody out there. Cigars. There, there is a fun. Obviously. Uh, and it's just like, oh, this is the time. This is the time. And guess where it is? 1970s New York. It's Dick Cavan in the middle. Groucho Marx to his right. Truman Capote to his left. And they're just the having fuck? a fucking conversation. And guess what? It is not um, overly intellectual. It is not. Uh, it's just like a very normal conversation. Like literally talking about like, like, yeah, of course I read your book. And there's that old, those old, those, I, it's so, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's the epitome of, of iconic, I, iconic, iconic, creep. Sure. It's People iconic. Know. People Space, know his, his voice, voice, his voice, and it all comes together. And uh, it's great, and it's and you can just tell they're just sitting having a conversation. Just does that happen? That's got to be the only place it happens. I was just talking to OG Henning is mm-hmm. right here on this platform, and it's going away, you bitches. I'm gonna John Cleese it. Podcasts have been fucking eaten up by NBC, ABC. It's getting, uh, it's getting a bit clean don't you think uh but that's the thing it's got it's getting to that point now where it's like i guess it's still cor- scripted yeah well no no it pod has has become a buzzword yeah so now you need one like we were in the car and one of the stations we listen to is a country station in columbus but they are like most stations owned by iHeartRadio. radio yeah. mm-hmm. and you know what iHeartRadio does they do what every shit ass fucking corporation does. They just churn out fucking dog turd. Like, what do you you like? Uh, uh, Boy Meets World. Here's a podcast about Boy yeah, Meets World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like uh, Paris Hilton. Here's Paris Hilton watching Paris Hilton shows. You like? They had Joel Olstein. <laughs> Who did? Oh, this, just... They were they were promoting a podcast that he hosts, and I, I was like, that motherfucker is a billionaire. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need a podcast. Oh yeah, but he's they he's need him be in front of that. Yeah, to get fucking Mike. eyes and ears. Sure, but I was like, it just is like. So it's like you just find what you like. You find yeah, your, it's no, like a, I know I'm being it's bootleg cleese. radio. Like let's say uh, Apple goes away. Yeah, there are so many other hosting sites that yeah. are completely free available podcasting mm-hmm. streaming sites. There's ones that mm-hmm. you can actively listen to and do shit live and you can you can tip them as you talk and art oh, like they're interesting i didn't know that it's called podcasting 2.0 it's the former vj from mtv adam curry uh oh okay uh he like 
basically invented podcasts for all intents and purposes. I thought it was, uh, who's that old dad? Uh, Adam Carolla. Nah, that's he, what he says. He brought that suit, right? He brought that lawsuit. Mm-hmm. I don't think it, I don't think he won. Maybe he no. settled. But he, he was, did he get one two... of those cheeky wins where he gets to say, I sued to say I invented podcasts. Yeah, probably. Well, but but, but what's interesting about him, because we've been doing this a long, we're almost on episode oh, 300. Yeah. We've been doing this shit yeah, dude. a long time. Obviously, people have done it a lot longer than us. But um, like the podcast, like I love, I, we talk about it all the time. Tell him Steve, Dave. I was just listening to him. Mm-hmm. I was like, pretty much started listening to them from the beginning. I've been listening to them for 12 years committed to yeah. a show for 12 years it's crazy it's to think crazy about crazy yeah. to think about the longevity of it and um what i was gonna say is when i first uh started the platform it was a podcast you know it initially was mm-hmm. just a free app that automatically was on your iphone checked it out there were two podcasts that dominated dominated your feed and that was nerdist and where the mm-hmm. fuck happened to chris hardwick He's a sexual predator is what happened to him. But I thought that all got cleared away, but it just, it, the damage was done. I think it was, it's it's sort of like the Army Hammer thing mm. where it's like, where do we draw the line? Like, you kind of went too far. Like, it's like groomery, oh, sort oh, of from okay. what yeah, I recall. I don't know the details, like, okay. He sort of like, it just kind of kept her as a kept woman, kind of like abusive relationship like nagging some of the sex she said i as i recall so so because so like I, his comedy wasn't necessarily for me but i just i thought he had a great personality and, and so it's just you never know a good he's a good know. host yeah yeah i agree like i that was the time of watching like was watching walking dead so we would always oh, watch yeah go to a he bar was and watch on walking tv dead, a bunch and then too talking dead and they did breaking bad and talking bad like he had all of those crushing amc shows he had the like sit down after the app which is basically just a podcast where they talk about what you just saw yeah uh um, so wherever he went uh, well he ended up marrying into the hearst he married oh, william hearst right. granddaughter he so he's fine yeah, yeah, and now yeah, she's dominating him. Right. I'm sure. Oh yeah, uh, and then Adam Carolla that's a heavy was fucking everywhere. Under. So I'm assuming Adam Carolla still has a podcast, but I've never seen any promotion. Maybe he just went to radio. Back, to radio. I, he probably does like the proto Rogan because wasn't yeah. that the thing he got? He got boosted from his big contract because he was like a K Rock in L A. Like he's like the guy who Rogan? And, no, no, no. Uh, uh, Carolla. And he was like, fuck you, if you're going to screw me, I'm going to do a pod. Because he was like oh, on the. Oh, okay. Like a premium podcast network. Gotcha. Whatever the one Jericho was on. Because they would always boost fucking Adam Carolla's fucking oh, B side podcast. The old Jericho podcast. Some are good, some are a little too much some focused are. on his new hit single. Oh, he oh, loves. Fun. He loves his. He loves to talk about his music. He's. I hope. I. I guess we just talked about uh, um, Hardwick. I, everything yeah. that I hear from Chris Jericho's mouth makes me think he's yeah. the sweetest man on the planet. I would be so heartbroken to find. And out for anyone he's a who has no idea who we're talking about, we're talking about a lovely man, seemingly Canadian, he's as Canadian, Canadian as yeah. John Candy's Canadian Bacon yeah. <laughs> on VHS. Yeah, fucking wrestler. He fucking 
blew up when Hans and I were kids. Seems like a really sweet guy. Still wrestles. Mm-hmm. But oh, he, yeah. All, he AEW, has a podcast. Right? Yeah, AEW. Mm-hmm. And he um, has a podcast, but he also has a band. Mm-hmm. And I think of the name he, of his he band. really likes his band. I get it. I really like jerk practice. I really like our comedy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, people would be like, could you guys go back? I don't know what else we would do. <laughs> like, if we were both doctors and they're like, could you go back to being a doctor? And right, right, right. Enough yeah, talking got... about doing your comedy sketches. We're like, but I really like it. It's hard. It's one so of those. you can't, but. It's the podcast you got to get through that 15 minute intro followed by a oh, five he, minute new song. He's a, to he's get a good to, ad guy, too. Yeah, yeah. He likes long ads. Yeah. He gives them extra. And that, that makes you, he goes, all right, cool. He's not the, um, he's not, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Cynical. He's like, you know, you hear most, right. most people that do ads are like, okay, this ad, this copy is stupid. I'm going to make fun of the ad to do the ad, which mm-hmm. is fine. That's probably what I do. Or you got sure. Jericho's going like, these guys are giving me good fucking money. I want to keep that money coming. I'm going to give well, them. Uh, he's a wrestler. He sells. Sure, he sells. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Heel baby what are we talking face. About? He's always yeah. like. Uh, he, like, I always go back to it and I, I never really conceptualized it until it was happening in real time. And I think it was like a New Yorker article, but it's always like the difference between Jay Leno and um, David Letterman. And I've always preferred David Letterman and Conan. Right. But they. And, and the thing I was reading, and I was like, oh, that's kind of right. Like, Letterman had a, like, contempt for the monologue. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, I, he would do like, jokes, yeah. but it's not, like, something he would want to do. Right. He likes to abstract the sketches, the weird stuff, like, getting mm-hmm. into an interview and doing bits. So, like, the monologue is, like, a formality. Like, you have yeah. to have it. Because it's just time in memorial, talk, late night talk show. You got to have the fucking monologue. Mm-hmm. Yep, right. So he always just sloughed it off. And I always thought it was funny because he's just like a smarty pants. And he's not playing up the like, you know, you get rim shot, but and not necessarily as much as Jay Leno. And that's what it was. It was like Jay Leno obsessed about the monologue. So did Johnny Carson. So it's just like, and which which makes sense. Like, right. David Letterman is more of a writer's writer. Yeah, and like yeah. that's annoying. I don't want to have to. I don't want to have to do that. I want to write what I think is a good idea, Expansive. a good bit. Right. Whereas Leno went in as a full fucking obsessive stand up and was like every fucking night. If if the only thing you see is this monologue, and that's ended up what it be like. People just watch the monologue, shut it off, go to bed. Jay Leno has borderline personality disorder. I know because he like <laughs> he cannot. Speaking of Groucho Marx, leave like, a schedule. Goes, I bet your life at four thirty in the afternoon. Now, yeah, yeah. After oh, that's Conan right. oh, and of, Letterman, yeah. uh-huh. he yep. has he sank so many talented shows on his own ego. Yeah, and now he's on after fucking back, you know, skin grafts for your fucking stomach pain. <laughs> and it's you bet your fucking life. Oh god, I just got what did he get? A face full of hot oil? Oh, he did. Yeah, because he again. I bet. I again. Yeah, I can't diagnose, but he's so he two two aspects of borderline personality mm-hmm. disorder. One, you can't veer off a schedule, even no. if it breaks your even if it breaks your value sets that you think you have. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. yeah. I I I I hold this. I think it's important to maintain uh, a good standing with my family, but it's more important for me to get that fucking monologue out every time yeah. and they will go to the wayside every time. And then the other one is a refusal of generosity. 
Yeah. Um, maybe that's not fair. Maybe Jay Leno does shit, but I, I, I can't recall. So didn't seem to bring a lot of people up under his wing. Again, I don't know. But uh, Ray, it's really true. You're right. Leno Actually, Leno. all of the comedians, maybe that's just because I only listen to the comedians that I like. So they all have the stories about the Johnny, the yeah. Johnny moment. and getting it. Mm, yeah, Johnny, exactly. Johnny calls you to the couch. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. I can't yes. recall a comedian from Jay Leno's run. He wouldn't I'm take sure a day off because he was. He claims he was afraid that he'd lose his job. That's psychotic. That's why you took some two people's jobs. Yeah, there you go. There's your schedule. Well, there That's you go. why he probably has to check every car every day like a goddamn maniac, and at least do some work on one car every day, which includes getting working on his Model T with its right. fucking hot you know. hot vegetable oil. <laughs> It's got to get. It's got to be hot going in, and then it gets extra hot once you crank the yeah, crank. Yeah, he's, he's got to grind up that iron ore. Can, <laughs> idiot! What was I going to say? You just said something. I was. We were talking about comedy. Oh, we were, oh you were, you were talking yeah. about Columbus. You yes. got your. Uh, what are you driving in Columbus? You got a Hyundai or a Kia? No, we have a a, a broken Fiat I got from my mother in law. Do you know where I'm going with this? Mm-mm. The Kia boys. Have you ever heard of the Kia boys? The Kia boys? No. Columbus is either oh, all their the first or second biggest oh, yeah. market for the Kia boys. And what the Kia boys are, are, for those of you that don't know, is what happened. And I know this because I have a Kia. What happened, and they sent me a letter. This is this is my lead in. So I get a letter from Kia. Uh, my car is all paid off and everything. So it's strange to get a letter from them saying, yeah. we're going, due to the increase in Kia's that mm-hmm. include your mm-hmm. model in certain regions, we will send you a free steering wheel lock if you just fill yes. out this form. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? That's strange. Well, it turns out that these kids found out, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they found out the, um, what's the pin you pull and everything falls apart, right? Oh, right. They found yeah. the key, for lack of a better word, to boosting a Kia because Kia decided to cut corners and they dropped Classic out corporate behavior. A, um, like an ignition block. So normally, yeah. if you boost a car, you have to pull the steering wheel column down, oh, the column, pull this piece yeah, yeah. out, and you have to hotwire it, right? Yeah. Okay. Like but even that 70s now, crime classic. Movie. But even that now with most cars has um, an immobilizer on it. So even if you get it started, because that's the way you start it, you can't turn the wheel. Yeah. So to yeah, get yeah. that immobilizer off, you have to go even deeper. It's way too complex. But Kia just surpassed all that and these guys found out that all you have to do is take the steering wheel column boom pop that plastic out literally just turn this starter igniter out pull it out (laughs) just flip the switch from off to on casey that's it they pull this out it takes one turn and a pull and then what's left is a little knob so they don't even need a tool in most cars because what this knob is it's not a usb port but it is the exact same size as a USB uh-huh. charger yeah. for whatever yeah, reason. Yeah. So they just look in the person's car who always has a USB charger because who doesn't charge their phone in their car? And they just take that and they use that as a key. It fits perfectly on that and you turn it just like a That's fucking key. That's it? That's it. So now – Oh, my God. And they have and Kias are not valuable for lack of no. a better word. So all they do is they take people's they Kias – They joyride it. And they joyride it into the fucking river. And the thing is, mm-hmm. it's so much. So here's Columbus, mm-hmm. for example. These numbers, this was either Columbus or Milwaukee, but I think this was Columbus. All of last year, was it that many? I think all of last year, 
1,600 cars were stolen. That yeah. might seem low, but let's use that number just for an example. This is an it exemplifies what I'm talking about. 1,600 cars all last year stolen. This year, up to this point in Columbus, it's 4,000 right. cars, and 32,000 of them are Kias or Hondas fits that. So these – and they call themselves the Kia Boys, which is the Kia best Boys, name baby. ever. Kia Boys. Oh, yeah. I love it. And they just go on TikTok, show you yeah. how to do it, and then all they – it's not even fun joyriding. They just turn the – they just – uh, they just Tune turn the wheel, the just just yeah. swerve on the street, and then just abandon Disrespectful. it. Disrespectful, and in my space, the uh, Kia's. It's happened so much that Kia they're so backed up. So you know, even if you're insured, these people are getting their car stolen, wrecked. They're yeah. motive. We oh, all yeah. know what yeah, it yeah. means to not have a car, and Kia's like, we cannot. We don't have backup parks. People are getting their cars five, six months later. It's fucking crazy. And, like, the crazy part about, like, the inside baseball of how Columbus is set out, like, north to south, there's this main thoroughfare called High Street. Okay. And that runs from the south of the city all the way up to the tippy top of the north. And it's kind of like Minneapolis. It connects to an outer belt. Okay. So, like, that's the main north-south axis you can take from the upper belt to the lower belt, or you can just drive around the whole thing. Gotcha. So... That's kind of how the city's always been laid out. Like everything, restaurants, bars, everything just kind of lives off of that spine and then uh-huh. slowly filters out. So where we lived before we moved to this house was in that same area, which is where I work. And it's still like old, like row houses, like New York, like two story, three story, these little brick houses that have been there for hundreds of years. So in these neighborhoods between the main north-south axis high street and then the the highways there's yeah. no lights they have street lights but they're all old trees so it's uh, dark as it's so easy. fucking shit so yeah. you'll go three blocks in complete darkness get to an intersection that is well lit because there's more things going on and then you go three to four more blocks in darkness so that cars are just getting all these kias because it's people just living in apartments and that like, sounds subletting dangerous. and they just boost shit in darkness because no one can fucking see you the it's, uh, and it's dark dark it is black dark that's terrifying and it's Columbus fucking isn't horrifying the... no, so no, no it's not no. the safest place not that i'm podcasting from a safe place either but so they said don't go up to the kia boys which are predominantly like just nerds right learned how to yeah. steal a car because there's a gang and i was like this is it's a silly sounding name, but there's also a gang that predominantly funds itself. They're called the Get Out Kids. Okay. In Columbus. They're specific mm-hmm. in Columbus, and they fund their activities basically on boosting cars, so they're a big part of it. But they don't give a fuck about boosting a Kia or whatever. Maybe they do because right. it's easy, but um, but they're basically like a ravaging thief of marauders, burglars, and murderers. So you're like, hey, oh, get out like of that car, Kia boy. And then, But it's a get out gang no, member. No. And they're going to fucking put two in your neck. <laughs> and I was like, what? A, you miss those old gang names that you should fucking. They're like, the get out boy. The, the sex Kia boys. Kids. That sounds fun. They're like, yeah. no, 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 no. They'll no, cut your heart out. Or, that's Kid Twist. It's like, no, yes. he fucking throws people off of buildings. Uh, he's the oldest man in New York and he's 38. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And he's living. Oh, God. Living hard. He's been on the street since he was seven. Oh, God. 
the Get Out gang. Yeah, Columbus the get out, is Yeah, a, is no, a rough like hood. I told you, that was like a month ago with the fucking oh, yeah, car yeah, thing yeah, that's out right. front, front of our house. It makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's a car car town. Like, it's not set sure. up for public transit. Like, I was talking with the guy at work, and he was just like, yeah, the bus stops at 1030. And I was like, the bus stops at 1030? So you like, got to take yeah. a car? So he was just like, I ride my bike to work, and if the weather's bad, he's got to get a ride from someone at work, or just fucking... And I was like, 10.30, Columbus? Could you... Maybe there'd be no less get-out boys if... I was like, <laughs> ah, fuck it, I was just hanging out, and eh, I'm going to boost this Kia and drive right. close to my house and throw it in a ditch. Why, why would they stop at 10? I don't get it. I don't know. Is there another transit system that takes over they after 10.30? They They just don't give a shit. It's not a city... That has yet. It's at the breaking point now. Like there are, they're just now coming to realize. Like you need, they need just even proper light rail in there. Public, they, exactly. They need public transit that works. Charleston needed that too. It really did. They had some buses, but it was a really scattered, bad. You can't get to a bus. There weren't enough bus stops. Right. What's the point it's of similar. having buses if you have to walk? You know, a mile and a half Fucking to get 30 to the minutes closest bus they, stop. Like that's the thing, and now especially post COVID, with the like work, like people not having, like people just want to work close to where they live because yeah. they can't trust anything and or make enough money to buy a car or right. fix the car that they have. They were so saying it's like Ash mm-hmm. talked about it at uh, her job before Harvey was born. They were like, "How come we can't get front front desk agents in?" To our hotel, like, what's the problem? She's like, because they live across the city, they don't have a car. It's and she did it because fucking New Yorker at heart. Yeah. She was like, I tracked it, I did it. It would take two and a half hours to get here. That's fucked. So two and a half hours to come work a front desk job, work for eight hours and two and a half home. You're home yeah. for fucking three hours. It's and like, you're no, not no getting one's paid for five that. hours of your time because you got to take a bus to a bus and then walk and then take a bus. They were saying that uh, kind of similar – yeah, similar to working at home. The, a new thing is happening in cities like New York, like LA, like San Francisco, bigger – well, no, like the bigger hubs where it's mm-hmm. always – they've always pushed the pores out at least for the last 30 years, sure. right, or whatever because it's intolerable to fucking live. But now they're like the city structure is imploding because all the people – that the city relies on these mid-tier people that aren't mm-hmm. wealthy. Forget them. Mm-hmm. They're the people making a hundred thousand, a hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. They're like, it's too fucking expensive here to live comfortably. Like, I'm forty years old. Yeah, I have a decent job, but I still have to walk and do my laundry because to get a fucking washer and dryer in my apartment, I have to pay two thousand more. Like, it makes no sense. Yeah, and I can now get a remote. I've already started working remote because all in New York were at remote. They're like, but I still get a New York wage, and I can get that wage in Charleston, or I can get yeah. that wage in right. Austin. So all mm-hmm. these people are just fucking evacuating and in droves, yeah. which is just making things more expensive for the people like me who I don't know how the fuck I'm still on my feet here. But, uh, but the crazy thing is, like, speaking of, like, you're talking about, like, that mass exodus, and it was uh, my brother and my cousin live in Sioux Falls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And whereas, like, that mass exodus, like, people from New York going to Austin or Asheville or Nashville, people from L.A. going to Austin. Yeah. Like, they're, like, cool liberal cities. Like, the conservative people in rich places, they moved to Sioux Falls. Sure. 
which basically is laid out like Phoenix. It's just all sprawl now. So I couldn't imagine being a middle class person that lives in Sioux Falls. Like, A, you have to drive everywhere because it's like Columbus. Like, I can't imagine the public transit in Sioux Falls, South Dakota is cutting edge. It could be wrong. I don't know. I haven't taken it. But yeah, we'd have maybe Vernos listen. Maybe he could tell us because it's big. It's a lot bigger than when we. Well, you've been there more oh, recently huge. than me. It's, it's a pretty big city. Like they have eaten all they of got those a little towns. Money because of the tax fucking loopholes. I know. Right? It's the Panama Papers. Bernie was but... telling me. Bernie. Bernie. Verno was telling me he's like there because there was this big that big scandal three years ago that went away yeah. that it was all um what's it called uh, the offshore it's a tax yeah the tax haven tax haven. And so they just have people like one employee living in a closet simply to answer a phone mm-hmm. and no sure. business is taking place there, but all their business. Rec- and that's why you see like when you get like a credit card thing, you're like, Sioux Falls, huh? My There's bank is really City Bank, there. Yeah. which I got in New York City. It's based in Sioux Falls. But it's, yeah, exactly. But it's not. It's just they have one building strip there. mall. Yeah. There's Citibank building. The most iconic building in Queens, New York is not even the oh, Citibank yeah. building anymore. Oh, right, they it's have the to get rid Altice of it. building or something. I don't even know who the fuck that is. It's like we talked about with podcasts, iHeartRadio. Like, like they give it. They, I every show on iHeartRadio looks as though you're looking at a stock portfolio. They don't see it as like how good's the Adam Carolla show. Is it doing well? They no. literally just see that. They might as well say corn futures. Is this is this worth having our Corolla futures? Right. In our stock portfolio, like it's all just a numbers game now. Like the CNN, like news, right? Like mm-hmm. CNN, they're giving me balanced news. Fox, they're giving me balanced news. They're not owned by, well, maybe Fox is Murdoch, but like CNN is not owned by some guy who's proud of CNN. It's all no. wrapped up into this huge corporation. Oh, where it's just CNN? It's just a fucking line in a fucking blip. Like, so they don't oh, yeah. care if they're giving you balanced news. They care about making money. Literally, I know you hear that. CNN just cares about money. No, it's literally built into the process. It is. It's a spreadsheet. The, yes. It's thank you. They want to see black term. and not red. Yeah. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter. You see what Don is? or Don Lemon doesn't work there anymore. But whatever. Or you Don see how much is going balls. out. Answer how much is coming in. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, how much can I get from pharmaceutical? That's how much it. can I get yeah. from fast food? How much can I get? Oh, we need more eyes. Okay, we better do something. I mean, it all comes back. That's why Trump got elected because, motherfucker, mm-hmm. we're talking about wrestlers. Like, yeah. he, they gave him free reign and people watched him because they fucking loved him. Yep. People watched him because they fucking hate him. If you were indifferent, like me, you're like, I don't care to watch. Right. But they, he, ooh, he gets those They're eyes, doing it right baby. now. How long was Donald Trump on your TV yesterday? I'm stuck at home like, with a fucking injury, but like, it's the same shit played on every station who claims to be fucking, you know, <sighs> centered and that we're not going to let that happen money. again. It was fucking, I was like, what am I watching? Am I watching the fucking grassy knoll here? It's just such. And it, yeah. Is it unprecedented? Is it iconic? Is it pretty fucked up? Is it funny? Yeah. Should that be one fucking just piece of a news story or maybe a segment on your nightly news? Yes. Yeah. What are we doing Can watching we this whole else? fucking thing? It is Don't so give me seven hours boring of and stupid and there is nothing there. And you are um, praying. You're predators. You're predators. Yes. Yeah. Oh, no. That's it. Course. You're just predators on people. You're spewing the same shit and you're making outrage. 
where there needn't be any. Sure, you can be outraged, but you're you're making you're you're invo- you're evoking unintellectualized uh-huh. outrage, right? You're allowed to read something and see something or see an event and see the facts and go fucking outraged. But if you just hear it in your ears over and over again, think about what you're wa- like. So, like, if any, just if as an exercise, if you end up watching anything on cable, cable, be it CNN news or whatever, like, look at the show you're watching. Obviously, like you said, it's a lot of it's just outrage. A lot of it's just like, I mean, it's like working at a bar. I get both types of people. Like when Trump was indicted, people were like yes, yes, yes. Right. And I was like, all right, take it easy. Like, I don't know why you're so excited. Nothing's happened. He's not in jail yet. But it's like I fucking hate him. I fucking hate. Him. I was like. You're playing into mm-hmm. it. Yeah. They got their hooks in you. So you get that dopamine rush, and then all the fucking commercials are like fucking Arby's commercial, mm-hmm. Big Mac commercial, Ozempic, yeah. depression medicine. It's all a cycle. They're yeah. all, it's just. And that's what they. Here's a thing, and then here's the thing to co opt that thing and take care of that thing, and then go back to being and, happy. And that's the worm. Look, of course, all this. Go- this stupid shit he's doing with these documents in the toilet, and it's amazing. That's it hilarious. Under. It's yeah. what an idiot, or what a maniac. And and but he's above it, and he doesn't give it. Are, are we surprised? But that's where you've eaten the worm. These people you're talking about mm-hmm. that are like, yes. It's like, no, that's not a thing to be yes about. Treason. You want him to like this is really bad for the country because now you're gonna it's have to terrible. go through the same Nixon thing. You're not going to jail. But there's going to have to be a situation where he gets pardoned, and that's going to throw the fucking country into another form of upheaval, or maybe we're over it because we're so upheaved to begin with. But it's like, no, 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 like, you've been duped into hoping he does bad shit because it makes you feel better because you think uh, the consequence – because you're living in the consequence. That's never going to come there, and they'll just give you a new one. What what they've superseded is the – the hopes that none of this shit takes place to begin with. You know what I mean? It's like you want yeah. him to do the... Cra- they literally um, trained us to want him to do crazier, scary shit. Right. Because that because our dopamine levels go up. Well, here's the thing about the documents. Is like I didn't realize what they're getting him on is the fact that he tried to hide them. Yeah. But I think they were going to get somebody on documents. Yeah. Because, like, you know, there, there's always the, like... The other side gets to say, like, well, Joe Biden had him. Of course, yeah. Hillary Clinton had him. Uh-huh. Okay. Obama has him. Okay, cool. Yeah. So they they were just waiting to use it on somebody. Sure. Because clearly it's a thing that presidents and people high up do. He didn't do it out of the blue. He's so a collector. It's just like, He's got long boxes. I know. He just, <laughs> just He had his people moving around constantly and to the point where the, I was like- Regar- this is oh, a little sir. silly in general. All these paper documents are. Am I wrong? Am I right? And in that form, that many? Because it was to the point where I was like, "Are these the Three Stooges?" Like, there's there's records and, and recordings of uh, back and forths of his, his his staff. They the the pile of long boxes fell over, and like a Looney Tunes cartoon, all of these paper documents swirled and went around in the wind. Which they claim course, are nuclear yeah. secrets, and they're going like, "Don't touch them! What are we gonna do? Don't look at them! Close your eyes and put them back in a box." It's like, what in the fucking fuck are we talking about right now? That's this is my thing madness. Is like, why? Why would you want them? Right. Unless you're a nerd, 
and you like it. I get taken a couple letters. Sure. I got a letter from a, a, a famous athlete or a former president, and like it says, good job on you. President Van Heel, you, I believe in you. I was like, of course I want to keep that. Or a world leader or a, a luminary of some sort. Of course, you're going to take that. You're like, no one needs a fucking attaboy from, you know, Idi Amin. Or right. <laughs> no, nobody needs that. I keep that one to burn in the fucking <laughs> that, that one's for in the backyard bonfire. <laughs> Dear Jimmy Carter. Uh um, but yeah, like, why are you? It's I think too much work. It's, it's a relevance thing. And I again, guess. he's older than us, but we're just old enough to realize, like, you like tangible things in your hand. Yeah. Like, he looked at all the documents. It's in his head. Smell them. Yeah, oh, but he wants smells. to. He wants to be able to pass it over to somebody because he's aggrieved, right? He doesn't like yeah, to yeah. lose, and he lost an election. He wants sure. the ability to. He could tell. An author who's going to write it because they want to make money too for oh, their publisher, shit, yeah. for Hearst Publishing. You need that Trump. He could just too. tell them this FBI, Chris Ray or whatever did this, but now he gets to hand them a tangible document, which apparently he yeah. did with a couple things, which is funny. And uh, I'm not. I, I'd be more scared if there was a reason to be more scared. Yeah. What we, well, what how many people? Things... That little kid was telling people about nuclear yeah. secrets. Stop it. He was wrapping, yeah, his fucking Christmas cards in it. It's like, yeah. Merry Christmas, here's a secret document. Right. Which is ingenious, because then you implicate so many people, oh, they right. can't possibly. Prosecute just you. No, you know who's the... going away is that fucking guy that was standing next to him. I guess he's got some assistant who said one thing. Well, of course. One thing on tape. Who is the assistant? He was, t- Donald Trump was showing classified documents to an author who wants to write a book on Trump. Again, it's the tangible nature. See, I'm not lying because everybody he lies a lot. So when yeah, you're going to tell the truth, you got to have a little tape. We're li- I'm a liar. Yeah, I gotta, know you got to have a little something to bring show. The receipts. So you got to show the receipt, right? So he's showing the receipt, and then this assistant who's standing next to him was going to be doing 25 in federal prison. Oh, he just God. said like he showed Donald Trump showed it to him. He's like, I'm not supposed to be showing this to you, <laughs> classified. But I could have classified it, but I didn't. And then his uh, his assistant just goes. You're in trouble now, Don. Or he says, we're in trouble now, Don. And they're like, Guilty. we're going to fucking bring his ass <laughs> up. You admitted it. Yeah. That's all it's going to take. That's all like, it took. Well, he said, so fucked. He, I was joking. He was serious. Nope. But he's who he is. Oh, it's so good. It's like, whatever, man. How do we get Like, on? all the memes are fantastic. Oh. I was like, <laughs> can we get past everyone calling everybody a fucking Hitler? Because oh, yeah. one of the meme was like, you know what they did? They put Hitler in jail too, and then when he came out of jail, oh right, he's Hitler. And I was like, he's Such not. Such an obvious. Not, don't call. He uh... came out of jail as Hitler, as if he went through some kind of wonky, like right. again, like, Looney Tunes machine, like with all the brrr, brrr, just going in through a conveyor belt as a hardy World War One soldier with that long <laughs> handlebar mustache and those fake mechanical arms comes in and cuts it, puts a little a suit on him, and he comes out the other end as Hitler. White gloves with scissors and white gloves pumping plungers. He was Hitler the moment he got fucking mustard gas in his fucking lungs and then felt And then he was like, I'm going then, yeah. to murder every Russian I can find. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, there's... Yeah, that's the obvious like poll, right? Um, that's so stupid. But then the Democrats are nuts. It's like, can we and just can we put an armistice? I they want to do armistice on AI. Can I put? Can we put an armistice on 
the reference of people to Nazis unless they're actual fucking Nazis. Right, <laughs> because right. otherwise, you are gutting the meaning of the word and making it an emoji for all intents and purposes. You and I had an interesting... And then we can get off. I'm just, I am a fucking sad. I'm in, I'm in bad shape today, folks. But we'll get through it. So that's why you're hearing sad Bionic dad man, talk. Man, he's coming out. Um, here's what's interesting. Of course, Donald Trump is a crook. He's a fucking crook, and I believe he's a crook. And I wouldn't vote for him with a long stick. Um, mm. here's who else is a crook. It's the same people on the other side. You guys have heard me say it, so I, I, I keep having to justify it because you, whatever. Uh, won't even talk about Joe Biden in this one, but his fucking crook son, right? Oh, yeah. Um, again, who's got his own demons. We all have our own demons. You got to reckon with them yourself. It's fine. But the yeah. best is his laptop, which again, there's a mm-hmm. bunch of interesting shit about that all of a sudden. Sure, it's yeah. coming out. But let's forget about all the actual political stuff. Let's forget about the nuclear documents that are like pretty scary let's forget about the fucking chinese business deals that are on that laptop that are fucking real scary too let's just go to the mean potatoes the funny stacked boxes the new york York times said ukraine was the most corrupt place on the planet earth before all this stuff kind of came out so So, hey let's just focus on the funny stacked boxes on top of the back of the toilet (laughs) And let's focus on the funny pictures of Joe Biden in his fucking white Hanes briefs, but where he cut the sides oh, out. So H. it's B. just Hunter, the fucking right? just Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. Just the just the elastic of the briefs and just enough to cover the nuts. He's got a scarf on an aviator. So they found oh, his laptop and on his laptop is a bunch of party boy pictures. Yeah, and there's party party. party party guy. And then some of them are like there. You are fucking in dangerous you you know not who you lie with right because there's a few with him with like a crack pipe in his mouth passed out and they're like of course they're taking a picture of you to fucking blackmail you but you should also wake up in the morning hunter and delete that i will say devil's advocate i'm saying let's say you party too hardy christmas party hardy yeah hunty pass out yeah you not your crack pipe you didn't smoke crack yeah but you fell asleep and they stick it in your mouth sorry guilt by association what are you doing hanging out with people fucking tooting on crack and then <laughs> right. passing out? Hey, I'm I'm fine. I don't I've care. been to a questionable party before. Yeah. Someone could have done that to me. I have no qualms with anybody smoking crack that can handle it as weird as that sounds. Uh, he has his own like addiction issues for sure. I think he's in recovery or whatever. But uh, so I'm, I'm not I'm not here to uh, judge sure. anybody for smoking crack. Of course, I'm going to judge somebody who claims that somebody else put the crack pipe in your mouth. <laughs> you have to own your story, and he's not yes, doing that. Of and all of this is me going around to, I shared a picture with you that I got off mm-hmm. the fucking internet off of a publication, okay? Oh, heck yeah. And I shared yeah. it in a private message with you via Facebook Messenger. Let's we'll talk mm-hmm. about who they are. Just sending you the picture and not even like string them up. It was just... It was literally self-effacing because was, I was ha, like, ha, ha, if they found my laptop, they'd find mm-hmm. a lot of dongs and wrongs too. They fucking iced my account down, oh, shut yeah. it down, shut my app down, made me sign – told me what I did wrong and then made me sign an agreement not to do it again and deleted the picture even though – or didn't delete the picture, switched it with a screen that said this picture is compromised information on your end. That's How? fucked up. 
That's it was in like up. 30 seconds. You sent it. So quick. I was laying in bed reading, and then it popped up, and I saw it, and I set my phone aside, and then it buzzed again, and you were like, it disappeared. And it was in the the span of me putting my phone down. Yeah. That's, which, that's scary. Which is hilarious that I was just listening to something, and they were like, yeah, they're coming out against Meta because Facebook, or, uh, Instagram is like one of the main hubs for trafficking child pornography oh okay because they were like 12 year olds or said supposed 12 year olds or said i was like and you get it for skunk in a it was a guy in underwear in a boa yeah you'll sorry see it. We'll he's put it on instagram <laughs> yeah sorry <laughs> if his like, feelings are hurt i mean fuck you guys and i'm just saying i'm saying that because for all the shit people talking i Get it Do out, I even man. need to say it? Let me get it Don't out. Don't protect him. Get it out. We can talk about it. Move on. A lot of fucking people talk about how one side gets censored uh, or gets protected over the other, mm-hmm. right? And to yep. me, that felt a lot like old Unky Joe's son got a lot of fucking – is getting a lot of help from the internet. That's all I'm saying. And that doesn't mean that I yeah. support anybody else. But no, I'm no, telling no. you, I've shared some butthole pictures of Donald Trump with you. It seems And those pretty... got thumbsed up a lot. Oh, yeah. Those – those they Donald Trump made new ones big for chests, you. Like our, our, and he's the president, not the son of the – so it's like there's something – and I'm not – you. Yeah. It's 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 odd. Let's just say it's odd. You know that. Sh- All right. Here's the only way they could do it. They flagged those specific photos from not being shared, and they did mm-hmm. it from a place of power. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they yeah. did it as a favor to or in sure. support of. Period. Yeah. End of story. That's the only way. That's you know they have the technology to do it. I have sent you so many you weird things, photos yeah. of that guy with the big hog on the coffee mug that disappears. There's no there's no censoring of that. No one, yeah, exactly. They're not shutting that down because it's nudity. Right. So what is this? But they're shutting down a guy in underwear with a boa? Right. Like, I've shared pictures of myself that are more risque to you yeah, for a it's bit. It's on my laptop. That. that I know. You have it. You have the deets. Right there. Don't take it to the shop, though. No. No, no, no. That's his <laughs> problem. That's his. Well, he's. I, that's what I was saying. If you got laptop leaving behind money and you're not even concerned, go fuck yourself. Yeah, don't just toss it away so like it's a fucking, you know, a McDonald's con- Big Mac container. Let's see. Well, I talked about the politics. I got it. I got it. Fucking. How about that? Uh, how about this? I shared a video with you recently. I went down. Mm-hmm. How did I end up going down this hole? I think I was researching Kia Boys and they knew my history because they have the algorithm. Mm-hmm. So I ended up watching more Beatles videos. Thunder Ooh, yes. And go down, and I see John Lennon talking about... I didn't know he wrote the song Fame with um, David Bowie. Fame! I did dun, not dun, know that dun, either. Dun, he came up with the riff, and he's talking about it. No shit. Is he, David Bowie, and Elton John were at an event Elton John used to put on at Madison Square Garden or someplace in New York for mm-hmm. a benefit. Might have yeah, been... Yeah. No, it would have been an eight, but for a benefit. And they were just hanging out afterwards, like literally sitting, probably smoking a joint, mm-hmm. or having a drink. And John Lennon was just doing that ding, 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 ding. And he's like, that's cool. And he's like, we didn't write a song, but they're like, that could be used for something. And then David Bowie probably did. And you're like, holy shit, that is because apparently it was like a four minute interaction. Like, you know, like just that. How? Because I listened to the song. It was a really good song. Jesus, But. It ended up sending me to 
so there's your collaboration. The algorithm mm-hmm. then sends me to John Lennon playing with Chuck Berry, who's his right. idol. Speaking of speaking of two talented ships passing in the night, yeah. like, look at the magic yes. that can happen and just mm-hmm. like a hey, you got the goods? I got the wow. Did we just write a hit? I think. See you later. Right. So there, it was some nondescript show. Let's say it looked a lot, any variety show. And it's just John mm-hmm. Lennon standing in front of kind of like a hootsie tootsie band. I didn't see one of the band members yet, but I was like, oh, you know, your classic 70s band yeah. guys, beards, cowboy hat, you know, just cool. your, your standard that, like, stage guys. Classic gradient background. Mm-hmm. Like it's the white sheet with the different lights. So it's, yeah, it's. Live in front of a studio audience, 1970s. A host comes out, and I don't didn't know this host. That's why I say yeah, it's I a little nondescript. Either. He comes out and he says, John, you're finally getting – do you want to introduce this segment? You're actually going to get to play with one of your heroes. And you can see his like eyes light up. Uh-huh. He's a very excited. Rightfully so. It's literally his hero. And he introduces Chuck Berry to come out. As Chuck com- comes out, too. the camera pans out. And I'm like, who is that on the back right with a bomb? <laughs> Who's hunched and, over and, that? And it's – Yoko Ono in beetle boots, wide fucking mm-hmm. military, like just a strong stance, football stance. Yeah. Short pants. I was like, she's ready she for that looking. snap. And because, yeah, that's the hunch she's given because she's got a bongo under one arm. And I was like, yeah, I guess that's okay. And then they start the song and she starts everybody else hooting. has electric <laughs> yeah. guitars, yeah. new kit, new drum set. Everything is like modern. Everything makes sense to yes. a p- musical, um, uh, Yes. Uh, uh, what's what's the word? A a five piece set, like or a whatever. rock and roll arrangement. A back, an arrangement. Thank you. Everything makes sense in the arrangement, and then you're like, "Oh, that's the guy who's fucking weaseling in, who's going to play the spoons or something." So <laughs> she's got her fucking bongo <laughs> under her arm, and she start. They start singing. They don't do Johnny mm-hmm. Be Good at first. I forget it's, what song uh, they start with. And do, 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 the, is it that Memphis, Tennessee? Yeah, do, great do, song. Do, do, in Memphis, Tennessee. So he starts and they're shredding. And then you, you, your eye can't help but kind of look over at Yoko. Bunk, chuck, bunk, bunk. And now I've got fame in my and head. Chuck Berry's feeling it. He's doing oh, yeah, the, like, not looking move. At her. Clearly, they didn't have a rehearsal, right? That seems to me to I, make that, sense. Just walk down and they're pros. I, th- I feel like it's like, yeah, like pro, like true blue, like old timer wrestlers. They know the outcome. They, they don't, the you don't songs. have to rehearse. We yeah. just go, hey, we're going to do Memphis, Tennessee. I'm sure they exchange, like, we're going to do right. it at this time. Yep. Whatever you need. Like, you know, just to make sure we're on the same page. Yeah. Fuck it. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. So very little. I I would say zero rehearsal. It seemed like it because when they, he, they do two songs and the second song, he just looks at him and he just goes. Should we meet Johnny B. Good? And it's like, just like, they're, they're yeah. smooth because they're pros. And they're then you got riffing. old Hootsie Tootsie. But so your eyes kind of veering off at Yoko. And she's keeping the beat. Just don't. Mm-hmm. She's very animated with the boom, boom, boom. Oh, yeah. And you're just like, all right. But then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, she's still in the background. So you can still see her. Oh, Chuck that's and that's John are sharing the mic. <laughs> and you just hear this. <laughs> Because Yoko Ono has picked up a microphone, her microphone that she's tooting the bongo in, and done exactly what I did. And the look on Chuck Berry's face is as if she snuck behind his shoulder and did it right into his ear. His face, yeah. Because what the fuck was that? He's a pro. He kept playing. But it was a bit of surprise. What was that? Process that it was something. Knows you're on live TV, so you're going to keep going. And then laughs because that was the craziest weird thing. Right. And then probably going, oh. Because oh, yes, you see him process, and he's like, they're younger than me. Like, you see that moment of where he's like, 
Is that a thing we're doing? Does that fit? Does yeah. that work? <laughs> yeah. No, that doesn't work. That was what smile. I thought it was. Holy shit, that was crazy. And do you know what happened after that? She keeps doing it. They turned her mic off. Oh, no shit. That's I, I didn't realize that until I read all the comments. They're like, this is one of the most iconic moments in rock and roll history between John Lennon, Chuck Berry, and, and that saint that turned off the microphone of Yoko Ono. <laughs> and that's everybody's talking about it. I was like looking at it. I was like, yes, because then you look at her and she's doing it through the both songs and there's no microphone on. So she's just hooting and tooting, which makes it funnier. Uh, Who knows she what she thinks she was it's Landon. Yeah, she thinks it's Landon. That's like, crazy, is, right? As the crowd's getting into it, she's like, I fucking told him it would work. Tooting that bongo. And then she didn't even get the bongo sound in there. Get the wordle? You're not even wordling like a turkey? So is that... That's not fair for me to say, but I just recently saw an interview with Paul McCartney who talks about mm-hmm. apparently when she was in the studio, there's that, that Let It Be documentary. Yeah. When yep, they were yep. live, that video. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. Um, But this is the first time that John Lennon or any of them brought a significant other or even a girl. Right. He's like, we didn't even bring girlfriends in the studio. That's where we work. You know, you sure. got to be, yeah. you're a core unit. You have to be able to feel 100% comfortable. You know that. Like, even just, I get we're it. not like, the Beatles, but in a sketch if, meeting, you don't want somebody no, to, if, like, hear you bomb a pitch about, or like, just a talking say something dumb butthole. just to get a laugh. To, yeah. like, no, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, it gives you. You want to be self conscious. Yes, exactly. It makes you self conscious, gives you a third eye mm-hmm. when you don't necessarily need it. Yeah. Like, because now I'm, because then the room shifts. Yeah. And instead of, like, hashing out the bit, Honestly, telling people it's good, bad, you kind of like, because you're a performer. Like, it gravitates toward now I'm performing for right, right. the people here. Yeah. And not necessarily, and that could that could just be me, but I'm immediately just like, wow, someone's here. Yeah, right. All right, keep it, come on, guys, keep it, keep it together. I, uh. Be professional. Whoa. So Paul's talking about it, and he, uh, and they show the video, they show the video, or you have seen the video, there's mm-hmm. doing the song, Get Back. Yeah, and when they're doing it in the studio, he's singing it normal, and every time he says mm-hmm. "get back," fucking looks at Yoko and just daggers her. Get back, <laughs> like in it, like p- very passive aggressive, right? Yeah, very intense, and that's what he talks about. He's like, "Yeah, it was passive aggressive," but he's like, at the same time, you know, I'm over it now. John didn't really ask; like he could have felt yeah. the tension. That's what I'm thinking about with him and Chuck Berry. It's like, at what point, and at what point are you like? That doesn't make sense for you to be on the bongo up here. No? No, that's how I took it. It was just like, like, Lennon's just like, hey, man, whatever. And I was like, but I, you You're can't too, just He's be, too much whatever, isn't he? Hey, man, whatever. Like, we're trying to do something. This is live TV. It's not just like it's the selfish. Fact, exactly. The fact that you, like, when maybe Chuck Berry was on TV every week. I don't know. But right. you very rarely not get a that bump, Beatles bump though, yeah. from a guy who is one of the most famous, if not the most famous man on earth. Right, right. He asks you to do television with him. Chuck Berry looked fucking good, dude. He's he dressed in the nines. Oh, hair was coiffed. Mm-hmm. Fucking little mustache. He looked great. He looked awesome, yeah. He looked fucking timeless. That duck walk. So if you get that call. And I assume Chuck was still touring, but I'm sure he's just middling, right? Doing little shows, like shit. I'll get a bump, sell some records, make a feed my fucking family. Of course. And you show up, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, 
Kenji. Are you guys making fun of me? Like, uh, yeah, right, me? right. And she wasn't, but it's just like for you not to think about what this means for him. Right. It's another like. And obviously, why am I even putting it on? This is it's almost like a very gendered thing I'm doing. I should be putting right. it on her to be like, what are you doing? Why do you have to be in the spotlight right now? You're an artist. Right. Go do your. It'd be like if I got on stage with Meg's band and fucking right, exactly. tooted in a bongo and like, then did a jerk practice joke in the middle. Like, nobody wants that. You put the mask mask on and you start right, slapping right, your belly. Right. No, 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 it's no. Like, right, exactly. This is for you. Uh-huh. We have our thing. Mm-hmm. And then you have your thing. Was this a moment where we needed to do our thing together? Like, so I put it on him and that her. But I guess like, a little it's did... totally them. And then in the long run, though, you get something absolutely insane. And again, thankfully for that one sound guy, who's like, I guess John Lennon doesn't like me anyway. What a mortal! I I know exactly. Is he going to watch this back? But like, so uh, so so luckily for that guy, we got the crazy moment, and then it didn't ruin the rest of. Can you? And then you wonder, like, how long would that have? Because she does it a lot. If you watch it now, realizing that the sound shut off. It's about every it's fifth constant. beat. She's on that and it's mic. not like she's trying to like shoehorn a freestyle into Johnny Be Good, right? Yeah, like it's just yeah, solo. Very. It's what they claim to be avant garde, right? It's, it's but I hate it's that, that shit. It's that apple with the price tag on it. It's the I apple know, with the price I tag know. on it. It's so contrived. I hate that shit. I do too. I all the too. years of art school, but I we've hate talked all about it. That shit. Uh, Rudy, the artist, she's talked about it. There's, there's, mm-hmm. and there's a huge part of art that is all about the con. So I love the it's con. Shit. But the I product is garbage. But if you're in on the joke, or if at least if you're you have enough autonomy to understand, yeah. even though there she doesn't, she's not selling that as a joke. But sure. that's a joke, Yoko. That's a con. You're a con woman. That's what you're well, doing. That's, that's fine. That's the art world. That's the present. Like, we've talked about it. Like, we've had comedians. Like, we hosted shows, and all the comedians we had were very respectful of our piddling little show that had right. way less people than they expected. Sometimes sure. we had a hot audience, and it was a great show. Right. But, you know, we've been to similar shows where the host, the comedian, has complete disdain for... The people that asked him to be there. Oh, we've had that, though. In disdain we for the, that. the few people, people that are there. And I'll never it's forget like, them. We've had some of the like, most famous comics working the set, the circuit right now that I can't remember their set or how many shows they did with us. But I remember the five middlers it. now who were shitty yeah. on our fucking, who showed no respect and to the ten people that were the in the audience. same thing. Like, I don't, like you said, I don't recognize that show. I don't think it was a. It wasn't like Dick Cavett. It wasn't someone I recognized. Right. But that doesn't matter if it's a Midland British show yeah, yeah, or it's yeah. a Welsh talk show. Like, like, just let the guy fucking sing. It's not about you. You're already Yoko Ono. You're already right. John Lennon. Yeah, it's yeah, clearly yeah. about Chuck Berry. Like, let him do his thing and sing along. Like, and then don't shit on the show and shit on his set and yeah. shit on. Because John's like, I don't give a fuck. I I've already made the White Album. I don't. What do I need? He's he a man without a need. Bulletproof vest. Oh, Boom. True. Could have oh used a helmet. God. All right. Let's uh, we'll bring it in. Let me bring, bring it, it to something here. There is a new show. Uh, mm-hmm. Hot take of the week. We, uh, what do we have? Uh, Joywork. Here's Joywork for you, Case. Perfect. Anybody? It's it's a, 
it's 10 seasons of joy work, if you wish. I just had shoulder surgery. I haven't slept in a week. I am in a con- <laughs> I told Casey I'm a walking fucking toothache. It is nothing but pain. And now I'm infected. It is just, guys, it's been a week. Here's your world's smallest violin on the world's stupidest podcast. But yeah. that being said, something I needed, I, I couldn't sleep with a podcast in my ear, which I do sometimes. Yeah. So I was like, I just need something on TV. Because I couldn't read because I couldn't hold anything. So I was like, something, sometimes just staring. I needed Ken Burns baseball, all right? Oh, shit, yeah. Because like I knew it's not going to keep me up because I'm so broken, right? Because of you two weeks ago, we have had on uh, Forensic Files mm-hmm. every night, the last three nights before bed. And I have yet to make it through episode one. I know what you mean. I've done the it's same 22 thing. 22 minutes one. Yeah. I've made it 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then 12 minutes again. I, I love uh, it. I absolutely love it. I don't know what it is, but it won't even be that late. That's, I just, yeah. mm. And I'm sleeping. I have to sleep in a chair with my knees up like I'm in labor and with like pillows. <laughs> it's just so. And look, it's amazing. Like I'm, you know, I've got a fucking metal plate in my arm and I'm like standing. It's pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. But baby, there, I don't have that sweet fucking orthoscopic money i just finally oh, got right, to take yeah. my bandage off yesterday <laughs> the rustiest scalpel oh, you ever saw you this scar you guys is i'm trying to think of a, a movie with a crazy scar in it but it is a fucking juicy raised beauty oh nice so it's, it's like a, it's a scar that you would have gotten if you got heart surgery in like 1989 you like, took a shot from a danish invader uh, it they is, left yes. you to die in a ditch it is so they left the bullet in there let's just put it that way <laughs> this was field dressed it is, i was i was like Holy you're at the battle shit. of the wilderness you stumble out of that swamp and then now yeah, i was telling you on top of everything so when you have an intense surgery like that they pump you full of antibiotics through your IVs, because I was talking to the doctor, I was like, do I need to take antibiotics? I don't, you know, I don't get an infection. I yeah. got a, a, a foreign object in me now. I'm cut wide yeah, open. Yeah. But sure enough, they fucking used a dirty intubator or something because they put me under, <laughs> which I got something funny there. Because now I have one – doesn't matter what I have. I, I can't talk because I'm not a doctor. One person once says anything. What I do have is the most infected throat you've ever Ooh. seen it looks like a fucking. It looks it's like, like the polka dotted lines. dress in the RFK assassination. <laughs> it's such a nightmare. So now, as my shoulder pain somewhat subsides, or at least subsides for like an hour, my throat. I'm eating muffins. That I has to be so soft. Meg, make your soft muffins because it's so it's so hard. And then you soak them in oat milk just to make <laughs> it, it, it cold. It's so stupid right now, you guys. But here, getting back to the intubator, here's something fun. Here's what happens when you're a dad who's just been working in the salt mines your whole life. I was talked about, oh, I'm finally going to get that deep sleep. And I did, man. They put me under. What an, what a trip going into an operating room, man. You forget the fucking, is an operating, you know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. holy shit, yeah. shit. What an experience laying on that thing and 10, 12 people all have their job around you and the surgeon fucking walks in and he's got his thing. They're well, and then you in, in your case, you start to notice as you go under, why is everybody's eyes crossed? Yeah, right. Oh, no. It's the Whitaker family. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so oh, where is it going with that? Oh, they operate. Oh, but then so I go under. You don't even, yeah. I don't even remember it, obviously. And then I am in school. What I remember is yeah. being in a lecture room. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. sitting, giving a lecture. I don't know what the lecture's on. Yeah. Uh, I was never really in a lecture room like that in college. It's like a big one, right? Sure. You know, where you're yeah. sitting back. And I'm sitting you're there. You're like, I know this from college movies. And I'm pulled out of it as though I'm pulled out of like a movie when you're pulled away from the light. Like yeah. literally this. <gasps> like that. Like shocked. Because they probably yanked that fucker out of my throat <gasps> so quick. Because yeah. all I remember is doing this. Like I'm, I'm at this lecture confused, you know, because obviously I'm coming out of it in the physical sense. So I'm coming out of this dream state. And this lecture confused, and then all of a sudden, I just go, <gasps> I come alive, and I look at a guy, and I go, oh my god, I was in school! <laughs> <laughs> and that, he doesn't react, he doesn't laugh, he just looks at me, and, and I'm, I'm so like out of it, I can't remember. But I do remember I said that, and I got no response, and I was like, I, I, I knew enough to think like, should have left me there a little. You can't give me something? I just came out of major surgery, and you know, you must see something, you must laugh, because I was like, in a t- terrible place in this dream state that you only get How so amazing often. would it have been if you were like, I was just in school. And he goes, I know. He gives you a diploma. <laughs> you graduated from college and he didn't even that know That would it. have been amazing. What I thought is the way he looked at me, which I don't remember, is I was like, did I say your other, diploma, doctor. Did I say other scary things in my sleep that I don't know what I say? Was I in a podcast totally unfiltered? Unfiltered under there? And he's like, no nah, way, man. I'm not giving you anything. You're a fucking maniac. Oh, As he's writing down all the TikTok, ideas. Dong dipped whiskey. Trademarked. Mountain million Dew dollars. Trademarked. <laughs> million dollars. Oh, God. And then they fucking... It was just so... They take me out, you know, I'm out of it, mm-hmm. and they gave me a nerve blocker. So for those of you who don't listen, uh, don't aren't aware, why would I talk about it? But I had a, a shoulder surgery, collarbone, all this shit put together, metal plate put in, and they put a nerve blocker in your neck uh-huh. because that's insane, right? Sure. They put you under yeah, and they yeah, give yeah. you anesthesia and they give you drugs, but they also just like um, what do you when you're pregnant? What do you get? Epidural, right? Oh, but epidural, it's yeah, my yeah. arm epidural. So my arm is dead weight. We all know what it feels mm-hmm. like when your legs asleep or something. But it's just like as dead – it's dead weight. And if, when your arm is dead weight, obviously it, you, it feels like it's going to fall off of your body. It's very scary. You can't protect mm-hmm. it because you have no control sure. over it. Anyways, so I go in. They sit me down. I'm dead weight. I'm just – you know, I'm in poor people's prison, yeah. poor people's hospital. So I just it's have the a curtain. Shop. I'm in the butcher shop. They come in. They're like, are you in pain? I was like, yeah. Yes. I was in school. <laughs> and then they uh, uh, they gave me fent. She's like, this is fentanyl. And I was like, fucking thank God it is. So it just puts a little fentanyl in my thing. And then, oh, in Belarus? Yeah, Thanks. right. And then she gives me a, you want water? Ginger ale? I was like, ginger ale? I'm like, I'm on a plane. You think I'm going to pass up a ginger ale? <laughs> You think I'm going to get a hot coffee? I'm taking a ginger I'll, ale. I'll take, I'll take the pretzels too if you have them. <laughs> yeah. So I get my ginger ale and I'm sucking on this. And, I, and I, what I know is, and what they're not telling me, is I'm on borrowed time here. They, I'm, Because they got I'm, another appointment? They're like, get, they're like, get the fuck out. Like, you we need you to just get conscious enough up. for your wife to pick you up. We need you, but we can't say for you to say, I'm ready to go home now. So I'm just sitting there like, in pain fucking confused like looking around drink my ginger ale finish my ginger ale put it down i was like can i please another ginger ale and she went are you sure to now which i was talking with you and dave i was like 
that's probably going to be the most expensive Ooh, ginger ale I've ever had. And it was diet. She's like, we only got oh. diet. So I drank my diet ginger ale. Did you get two diets or did they give you one regular, one regular and then and the diet, up with a diet to kick you? Oh, kick, wants to the... make me leave. And then finally I just processed the diet Vernos. where I was. And even though I, in my mind, I probably should have been like, just fucking lay the bed back and put me to let me sleep. This is like... You know, sure. I, who knows how long? Like you're I, paying for this. I like, finally, well. yeah, I finally had enough um, comprehension to be like, I'm ready to go now. To which, and everybody's very nice, and the surgeon's very good. He's very surgeon like. Very. Mm-hmm. He says things like, "Don't assume, just tell me." That kind of shit, um, which is sounds like a surgeon. Irritating, but uh, so everybody's so nice until old naked Hans has to get fully naked. <laughs> They bring in the biggest Polish woman that should have been cast in a fucking Monty Python flying oh, circus sketch. To old Nurse Ratchet shows up. Wrangle my underwear on me like she was. <laughs> she was she the fridge playing for the eighty-eight Bears. <laughs> she lifted me off the ground. I was so scared because I was so sensitive and I was so like out of it. And my arms like just asleep and I'm that in pain. Stitched arm of yours. And I'm like. Pain is good. So good pain. You have pain. You make you alive. Side. <laughs> Gets me dressed. And then, anyways, why was I going on that? So then I'm she puts home. your underwear on backwards. So then you're like, it's not. And she's got to take it off again. Yeah. Throw you over her shoulder. Swat your backside. Yeah, so that's why I'm home. <laughs> sick and everything. Oh, it's just awful, you guys. It's awful, but it's amazing at the same time. Don't get me wrong. I'm fucking grateful. Fuck it. Yeah. Well, I can leave you on one dumb dad story. Please. So I had, uh, just, uh, you know, we're getting ready. We're going to go to stay in a cabin this weekend with some friends of ours. Hawking Hills? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. You're not going back to the swingers? With the, with more swingers? With more swingers. I know. We're, we're trying to Bring in. rope them in, get a discount. Yeah. Um. So we, we're doing laundry. So I, I'm on the dumb dad's. The dumb dad rags for clothes. Yeah. So I was like, hustling out to work, and I was like, shit, I'm going to change quick. and Take a shower, and I'm like, ah, I'll just ah, throw on these ratty undies, because uh, who knows? All my clean Some ones. Bidens? Oh, I got Hunties? the Joe JBs, or the HBs, so that, you know, like, the leg stitching is, like, loose. Sure. Oh, and I, I know like, all about anything loose. With I'm getting one more use out of these bad boys. Mm-hmm. So I go to work. Just have, you know, whatever. And it's like, um, this morning I'm in the bathroom and I, you know, you see the ratty, the ratty leg. And I was like, these are terrible. I really need to have more self-respect for myself. Right. And then I look and realize the entire underneath, ass underneath of the out. fucking underwear is gone. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I had assless underwear. <laughs> no. So. Like a hole in your socks. So giant <laughs> that I was like, this is too absurd. Because I was ashamed at first. I was like, how do I not know? That's like the almost the entirety of my whole ass. Right. Yeah. And I was like, I changed when I got home from work. I guess I ripped them, moving kegs, and then just kept on with my kept jaunty going. work and yeah. didn't notice. And I was like, okay, I'm, if it was smaller, I wouldn't say it. But I was like, I have to show Ash, right? Because otherwise, I'll just keep the shame secret. Yeah, you got to get it out. You can't hold. So uh, I you're take only it as out. Sick as your like, secrets. I was like, Ash, you got to check this out. And she was like, "What? Why do you have one of my tank tops? Like that's how Holy bad it was. It oh looked my! Like I 
was wearing a fucking old black tank top for underwear. That is beautiful. Which I was like, that is also a funny image of just if you're out now, you know, hunkering and rapping. And I was like, I, I don't know, honey. That is I the scariest know. pair of male. I was like, they're loose, underwear. I guess. Normally, like. I don't yeah, have you the tight, not it. too much inside. Well, you've loosened well, them. Have... Your balls have literally worn like the erosions <laughs> like the of entirety. the moons of Jupiter. You couldn't have cut a more perfect, a perfect circle. I guess circle. it's for Pride that's Month. Why, I had that's little how assless you wrote about undies. It. Tool. That's where they got the name, a perfect circle. <laughs> I, it's so, so I funny you like, went that way because I was just going to tell you, I know all about. Threw them away and I was like, I. You didn't, you didn't keep them for rags? Yeah, there's nothing left. There's yeah, nothing to wipe true. with. Just, just the just stretched elastic band. Hand. Use that to scrape the bottom of the frying pan. You can floss with it. I, uh, <laughs> no, I, I had a pair of underwear like that. I put it on, but I'm worse than you. It wasn't that big, but I'd say it was a good size. Maybe an overly comical quarter. A yeah. hole in my cr- uh, the crotch of the underwear, and I put them on and went, well, they're on. So I'm going to wear them today. But then when I got dressed for the end of the day, I don't know what <laughs> brought it in me. Instead of like just taking my underwear down like a normal person, I just grabbed that hole and took my underwear off. <laughs> like holster? Like the Hulk. <laughs> so, I even, so I don't know if I got some. And they they were worn, so I didn't use them to rag. So I thought about put, sneaking them in the wash for just a rag. At that point, they're so abstractly mangled, no one will know their underwear. Right. Until it's too late. You know, I just it's went like out fucking Uncle, not Uncle Buck, but plane strains and automobiles here, wiping your daughter's mouth, and your wife's like, why is this a DVD? You'll only know it's my block, so you'll, you'll be on 34th Avenue, you'll look up, and over the... Um, Telephone wire, you'll see the Air Jordans and everything wrapped up. But you Monty's come down the street on 45th Street, you're going to see nothing but mangled underwear wrapped around those, which will start the biggest fire in New York City. I'll be the cow that knocks over the kerosene lamp <laughs> with his mangled underwear. It's just my laces, my rippies. Oh, God. What do you say, Case? I say, well, we love you and there's nothing you can do about it. That's right. Something, something not, doesn't feel right about that. It wasn't even an attempt to sing. No, no. She does sing on his albums, I think. Yeah, Again, she's... I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know enough about the music. This isn't attack on her talent. It is an attack on her, her ego. Yes, don't upstage Chuck Berry. Yeah, that's right. I, mean, I guess if he were on this podcast and you did would... that to him <laughs> while he was trying to look at through the hole in my underwear with his little shoe camera, I'd be very disappointed. <laughs> He's got the mirrors on his shoes. And I was like, Chuck, you're going to get an eyeful today, my man. That was rock RP. legend. Right. What are those beautiful shoes? You know, the classic platforms and the, the two tone shoes. But his were just one of the oh, tones yeah. was just those a saddle shoes, Those saddle shoes with just a Chuck Berry mirror on the bottom. Is that where you put that shine on that toe? That's when, you know, Chuck, mm. you've done it all. My friend, when you buy your yeah, own my... sleepaway camp for <laughs> to put you and cameras in a toilet. <laughs> That's insane. That's so amazing. <laughs> Lee wrong. Obviously, we all know I'm that. So, but, uh, just a, but you didn't have to buy it. You didn't it have all. to buy a summer camp for it. It wasn't. <laughs> I don't think it was kids. By the way, the summer camp makes it sound like kids. He bought like a resort cabin thing on a lake. Just put cameras in Rich your own people. toilet. I guess he didn't want to see yeah. his own. Not see, Barry's one, that, Elvis's own. 
that's how he closes the loop. He gets so decadent. Oh, Only his yeah. own raggedy Hanes and hairy <laughs> butt will do. Oh, that is a weird meta. That's the I, narcissist. I sexually narcissist. assault myself. <laughs> Every night. Oh, God. Every night on the toilet, I, <laughs> I assault myself. How dare I just... Easy, just... Mr. Right. <laughs> Easy, Mr. Left. Oh, God. You're well, both rapscallions. Holy shit. <laughs> jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. John, as we were saying earlier, yeah. although you had this admiration for Chuck yeah. for this many years, yeah. today was the first actual meeting. Time I met him, yeah. I think he's the greatest. I really love him. It's Let's, an honor to be here backing him. That's very lovely. You want to handle this introduction? Yeah. If you were to try, to try and give rock and roll another name, you might call it Chuck Berry, right? In the 1950s, the whole generation wor worshipped his music, and when you see him perform today, past and present all come together, and the message is, hail, hail, rock and roll, right on. Here he is, Chuck Berry! Yeah!